we've all been in those situations where there's a small group of people and it's just like super awkward. Nobody really knows what to say. Y'all have a little small talk. But really, everyone's just super uncomfortable and nobody really wants to be there. And it just sucks, right? And so today, I want to talk about how I avoided making my mastermind into one of those super awkward situations and some of the things that I did to really build community and connection, not just with the people who are coming, like not just me connecting with them, but helping them connect to each other so that within 48 hours, they left feeling closer to each other than many have in a long time. I don't even know how to explain the connection. It was just like incredible. It was even more powerful and strong than I was hoping. And there's a few things I did really intentionally that I want to share with you in today's podcast. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is my personal brand journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. All right. So if you haven't already caught this, uh, this is the third episode where I've been sharing about the mastermind that I just ran in Duluth. Um, last week. I'm actually recording these podcasts back to back because I had really wanted to share these three things with you uh, in three successive episodes and it's just easiest to do it all at once while it's fresh on my mind because it was incredible. And one of the biggest takeaways I had from this experience was how powerful it was to go from 10 people who didn't really know each other super well, like some people knew each other a little bit, to leaving, feeling incredibly connected to this group of people uh, in a way that is magical. It's just magical. And so um, there was a handful of things that we did really intentionally, that I did in the mastermind really intentionally, and a few things that happened unintentionally that other people brought to the group that really built that connection and drew us close to each other. Okay, so the first thing that I was super intentional about was the environment. Now, if you're going to run an in-person event, um, it's really important to think about what does it feel like when you're physically in the location where you're having that event? Because a super stuffy corporate office building with no windows, like maybe a off, like a meeting room in a co-working space, has a totally different vibe than like a high-end mansion with a phenomenal view on the beach or somewhere, right? Now I wasn't on a beach. But like if you think about the, you know, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whether it's inside, whether it's outside, wherever you choose to have your event or your mastermind, I'm going to use the context of a mastermind because that's what I did. Now you might be running a different kind of small event. Maybe it's some sort of workshop, something else, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's in person, choosing the location is really important. Now, I wanted to choose a, a location that felt really intimate, that felt comfortable, that didn't feel like a production. And so I intentionally went looking, instead of for a hotel conference room, I went looking for a house, like a gorgeous high-end house 
that I could rent to do this event. And I found one on Airbnb. I think I talked about this already, but I'll repeat it in case you missed the episode. Uh, I found one on Airbnb. It did say that you could not have events there, but I reached out to the host of the Airbnb and I just said, hey, listen, there's 10 of us. The house already accommodates six of us. And we have four other people who would like to come to a business meeting. Like it's literally an event that's business-based. We're not going to be throwing some massive party. Would you be okay with that? Because really that's just there because they don't want their properties destroyed or their neighbors complaining about the noise. And the host was totally cool with it. He said, not a problem whatsoever. There's plenty of street parking. Go for it. He was amazing. And so I got the okay from him. So I booked the property. And um, not only did I want it to feel kind of like a home, it was like a high-end type of home. It was some architect design house, kind of modern industrial feel, a little cementy, which was weird. There was like concrete floors, but like design concrete floors. I don't know how to explain that better. It felt kind of industrial, but definitely on the modern side, kind of definitely on the artistic side. And um, And this was the other part of it is not only was it like this really cool space with a great environment and like huge windows overlooking all of Duluth with this massive deck that we got to go hang out on outside and just overlook the lake. I mean, just incredible views. Uh, But there were lots of bedrooms and beds. And so I actually opened up spaces right there in the Airbnb for people to stay if they wanted to. Because honestly, I wanted there to be a little bit of a slumber party vibe. And I know this might seem weird, but when I go to Stu McLaren's Mastermind, there we have two teams. It's really funny. Uh, we have Team Airbnb, and then we have Team Hotel. <laughs> and now that we're meeting in Ancaster, there's like this boutique hotel, hotel that's kind of like a hybrid of the both where everyone stays because we rent out the entire thing and we're the only ones there. So it's it's really awesome. But when we go anywhere else... A bunch of us rent a big Airbnb and stay together. And then they're like the ones that want to. Uh, one of our, our friends, Trisha, she is amazing. She finds the best spaces that fit all of us. And then we just share the cost, which makes it really affordable. And then the other team hotel, they all find cushy hotels and have their room service. And, you know, they can they can have their luxury living there. And it's totally cool. Like just two different kinds of people. Totally get it. Not, not a big deal. But I'm team Airbnb. I love the community that happens after the actual mastermind meeting during the day is over. In Stu's mastermind, I get just as much, if not more value from just hanging out casually with people. And I wanted that same feel at this mastermind that I was creating. And so I actually built that into this, even though not everyone stayed on site, I wanted to have that feel of, hey, we're all hanging out late at night if you want to, but it's casual. If you want to go to bed, you can absolutely leave and still have your space or go to your room if you're staying on site. And um, that was really neat. That was really fun. In fact, the um, the one night we did wine and wine with Jamie and Q&A. And um, we, it was just such a, it was totally a slumber party vibe. Like we were all sitting around as a bunch of good friends talking. And it was so like bonding. I don't know how to explain that better, but I feel like everyone really connected over that because, um, you know, I'm not a big drinker. I'll be honest. I don't drink very often because I'm a lightweight. Like it doesn't take much for me to feel tipsy. And I get, I'm, I'm one of those really happy, chatty, tipsy types. <laughs> like, and I, I really like verbally affirm a lot. 
and like all my feelings come out when I drink if I go too far. But uh, in case you ever wanted to know, random facts about Jamie. Um, but I don't drink very often uh, at all because um, we have like a lot of family that drink that or like past experience with stuff. And it just, you know, I don't, there's not a huge, like I have nothing against it, but I don't think that it's something I want to do like all the time, <laughs> if that makes sense. I know uh, there's definitely a time and a place for everything and I don't think it's wrong, but uh, we just, we just drink in a lot of moderation. I probably drink once every few, actually I generally drink when I'm at a mastermind <laughs> or, or when we have friends over uh, in summer, we have a lot more guests. Sometimes we'll have some wine or beer or whatever. I'm not a beer drinker, but um, so I don't drink very often, but I really, I know that seems odd, but I really love the idea of it being casual and um, you know, nobody was getting slosh or anything uh, there wasn't that much alcohol but just just enough to like like br like be vulnerable there's something about like you let go of a little bit of control when you drink and I think that helps create a little bit of connection and it definitely lets people feel a little bit more comfortable in their own skin uh, with moderation obviously I should throw out lots of caveats about that but um, you know there's there's definitely people in this industry that I would love to just hang out and have a glass of wine with and chat with. And I know um, there are many times I can think of in the past where doing that has just really built a sense of community. And so that's one of the things I did with this mastermind was building in a time uh, where it was kind of like a slumber party, having this great environment that felt really casual and just really um, allowing yourselves to connect to each other and to be a little more vulnerable, let go of a little bit of control in that way. And so that was really cool. That worked out really well. And it absolutely had the effect that I wanted it to. Um, but another thing that uh, we did that I really loved as well, along with, so we had the environment, then we had the wine with Jamie and had that casual connection that wasn't as structured, is that I, um, when you're with a group of people, and this is what they brought to the group, you start to form these like inside jokes. Maybe it's not even a joke, but like these, these, these shared, shared like ideas and shared um, habits. I don't even know what to call them, rituals. Uh, shared culture. We'll, we'll call it shared culture. So for example, Summer, who was at the mastermind, when somebody, like right at the very beginning, within the first 30 minutes, uh, one of the people got pretty emotional and started crying and started to apologize for getting emotional. And Summer had said, oh, no. And I had started to say, you know what? There's no apologizing for any emotion. Like, you don't have to feel bad about it. This is a safe space. And really trying to make it a safe space and letting people know that that's totally great. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And so um, Summer chimed in and she shared something she had learned from someone else where when you're tempted to say you're sorry, instead of saying you're sorry, say surprise instead. And so like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. I'm sorry. Turns into, oh my gosh, I'm crying. Surprise. And it just brought a little bit of levity into situations where people would be all emotional. But then like there was this super great, like fun laughter that happened from that little thing. And that spanned the entire two days. In fact, after the mastermind was over, 
uh, somebody started a group, a Facebook group, just for the people in the mastermind, and they called it the Surprise Mastermind. And so now, anytime somebody says sorry or they hear surprise, they're going to think back to this experience they had in the mastermind. And when we see each other again in Tribe Live, for I think almost everybody is going to Tribe Live in August, all but like two or three people who are at this mastermind, they're going to have this shared experience this shared little joke. It's not a joke, really. I don't even know this habit, this thing, this beautiful little thing. I've got to come up with a good name for this because these are cool. We need a name for this, don't we? So I can call it something. I got to claim this. Uh, but you're going to have this this little culture piece. It's not the right name, but we'll, I'll come up with one. I will. Naming things is powerful. And um, that's powerful, okay? So there was that. There was also this shared joke. One of the guys who came, his name is Harry. Hey, Harry. Um, <laughs> remember when we talked about uncommon commonalities and how they really draw people together? Well, I have admitted, I don't know if I've admitted this on the podcast yet or not, so it's a little embarrassing, but I really, really have this guilty pleasure. I love the Twilight books. Like, I don't love the movies at all. But I love the Twilight books, except for like the first half of the second book. That's just depressing. But I just skipped that part. And I've read the series many times. <laughs> like anytime I need some light reading and a good story to like quilt to or whatever and I don't have a book to go to, that's kind of my default that I go to is I go and I re-listen to the Twilight series. And I do it on Audible because I love audiobooks. But total guilty pleasure. I mean, come on. Vampires, werewolves, and like, it's a little overdone on the romance side. Like, that's another guilty pleasure. I really love like romantic comedies and romantic movies and probably romantic books a little bit. But like, it's super cheesy. That part, I mean, even for me, which says a lot. And I've, I've used Twilight as examples in some of my marketing courses to share what I'm doing. Like if you've watched the Twilight uh, movies or you've listened to it, there's a scene in there where there's imprinting. And I'm not going to tell you what that is if you haven't read the books but I've uh, or seen the movies. But I've equated that to what we need our marketing to do so that when somebody sees our marketing and what we have to offer, they imprint on us. It's super geeky, super duper dorky. I know, I know. Please laugh at me right now. Please make fun of me. Just don't turn the podcast off yet because I promise this is good. Anyways, getting back on track, Harry, who is at this, this mastermind, also loves Twilight. <laughs> he does, I don't think he's read the books or maybe he's read the books. I don't know, but he loves the movies. And he said he accidentally happened to see the movie, the first movie and get hooked. Uh-huh. Like you can accidentally watch a movie, right, Harry? But it's kind of been this little like inside joke in the the communities I'm in and in the course because I've gotten to know Harry online. We've bantered a little bit because I'm team Edward and he's team Jacob. And it's just hilarious because we both realize how pathetic it is. Um, he, and yet, I think he even has a son named Jacob. Not even kidding. <laughs> but we love it. We own it. And it's just totally fun and cool. Like, I just love a good magical. Like, it's just good imagining. Like, ugh, Jamieisms here. Totally. An, an imaginative storyline like this whole idea of how she set it up, Stephanie Meyer, it's just brilliant. I loved it. Loved all parts of it. And so um, so let me get back on track as to why Twilight's important. <laughs> so the first day, uh, 
we start and on the table is this package and it's wrapped all pretty with a nice bow on top and I assume it's for me there's no tag so I just let it be and um and so I'm like whatever you know it's that's cool like I talk about giving gifts to people I want to connect with and network with and I gave, gave Amy Porterfield this mug with Rachel Hollis's face on it because I thought it was hilarious because Stu McLaren made fun of Amy and how much she loves Rachel Hollis and I sent it as a thank you gift to her for being on her podcast and on a Facebook live with her and I thought it was hilarious that's the kind of gifts I give like these shenanigan gifts and I had shared it with uh, my get 12 members who are trying to network with other people and why I did that and the thought process behind it and how it was well received and all that funniest gift I've ever given I got a mug for me too because I thought it was so stinking hilarious but anyways I digress so I got this package and uh Harry Harry puts it in front of me as we take our first break and he goes you've got to open this this is for you and I'm like okay I said I'll open this and I said thank you whatever and I didn't know who it was from so whatever so I start opening this package and it's long it's probably four by four by like I don't know 10 or something and it's got this beautiful silver wrapping paper with a red bow and I'm unwrapping it and I open it up and inside is this water bottle and I pull it out and it's this red water bottle and it has this like black and gray symbol on the backside. I didn't know it was the backside. It has this black and gray symbol on it and it looked kind of Celtic or like woven and so I looked at it and I kind of looked at here I'm like cool and I was about to say like you'll have to explain what this means or why you picked this one because it's not really my like branding colors and like it seemed like it had some sort of meaning or something to it and then I turn it over and on the other side, oh my goodness, was Jacob from the Twilight movies looking all broody in his teenage angst or whatever. And it says Team Jacob on it. And I about died. Like, I lost it. I mean, I was crying. I was laughing. So stinking hard. And I mean, Harry could not have planned it better, like how I pulled it out. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Nice. Thank you. And then like, I just so on it. It was perfect. I mean, it was so, so funny. I mean, I, it, oh, it was, it was phenomenal. It was, it was the stuff of legend. One of the best gifts I've ever received because I love a good shenanigan. I mean, I love a good shenanigan and we already had that banter because that same thing from someone else wouldn't it hit home in the same way? But because we banter with each other about it publicly in my Facebook groups, uh, it's just, it's really fun. It's really, I mean, we gift back and forth. We try and convince each other to join the other person's team. It's shameless. It's really shameless. It's really pathetic. And it's really fantastic. I love it. And I'll never forget that. And it was such a funny moment. And like being able to like bring that into the community built huge connection as well super duper fun and that wasn't brought by me that was brought by the people in this group and that came from this weird uncommon commonality this kind of embarrassing uncommon commonality might i add uh, from me just like sharing some of the weird stuff i enjoy so like if you've got weird stuff you enjoy it's totally cool to bring that into your personal brand it's totally cool to share that because some other people that you might not expect like a grown man with my like Twilight and connect with you over it. Like you just never know. 
And it built such cool connection. Like, I can't even begin to tell you anymore how, like, how deep that went. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget Harry. Harry, that gift went deep. Well done, sir. Well done, if you're listening to this. So that was really fun. But if some, like, if Summer had brought the Twilight thing, I would have been like, okay, that's funny. But not in the same way as, like, Harry because of the banter. So, anyways, it still would have been good. But... Uh, so that was amazing, like having some of those things and having shared those weird things about myself and my personal brand actually created that connection in person because these were my super fans who had studied me and knew, they knew those leverage points and it did, it, it helped me connect with them in a deeper way instantly, instantly and that was just so cool. So um, the final thing that I want to talk about, so we have three things so far. Number one was creating an incredible environment and being really intentional about that. Number two was, uh, you know, having a casual, like, slumber party feel to it and doing the wine with Jamie. Not saying you have to have alcohol at everything, but it definitely was part of it. Uh, And we did share our meals together, too, by the way. That's kind of a side note. That's a bonus tip. Eating together is really a cool thing to do as well. We all have to eat. Number three was, you know, having these, like, little things that grew us together, like the surprise thing. Oh, another thing we did here. I don't even know. I have to come up with a name for these, these little rituals. So, and these come from your community and like, not only like part of you, your job as a leader is to see them and embrace them and bring them and encourage them. Because I could have been like, yeah, let's not do that weird, sorry, surprise thing because it might turn people off. You know, like I totally could have shot it down and killed the community building vibe there. I didn't. I embraced it. I'm like, that's awesome. Let's do that. And then I would do that and help reiterate that. And other people would do that. And it it became a culture piece. And I couldn't have predicted that. It's really neat. Uh, and then the gift thing, like from sharing little things. Um, but another thing that, um, oh, where was I going with this? I don't want to lose my train of thought. Uh, oh, because I know that when you're in a small group and you don't really know people, like we kind of knew each other from the online stuff but we didn't like know, know each other, is I know that names are important. And there are people that I meet that I really like, and I forget their name, especially when there's more than like two people. Let's face it. I forget their name when there's one person sometimes. I can't even remember my kids' names half the time. I have to like shuffle through the whole list before I get to them. And so we had this little sign. So when we were talking with each other, I encouraged them, as you start communicating, if you've forgotten somebody's name, Give them the thumbs up. And that's the cue to say, by the way, I'm Jamie, just so you don't forget. What's your name? Like it was the nonverbal cue so that if they're talking, you didn't have to interrupt them. And you could just do the thumbs up and not feel embarrassed and learn their name. And everybody loved having that as an option. It didn't have to, we didn't even have to do it that long. Like we got to know each other really fast. But having it there and being able to like throw the thumbs up and not feel bad about it and know that you could get their first name was huge. It made it safe. It made it normal for everybody to forget and not remember, but be able to learn the names. And it made people feel like they cared. So that was really big. And then the final thing that we did, uh, that I did that I thought was really helpful, uh, was that I entered in. So when you're leading a small group, a retreat, a mastermind, some sort of event, uh, there is psychology behind this that shows that People tend to, and I forget, I don't remember the studies, so take it with a grain of salt if you must, but it's out there. I know I've seen this, um, that people tend to 
to act like the roles that they're in. And I think it was a study done where they simulated a jail where some people were prisoners and some people were guards and the psychologist told them how to act and what they should be doing in these roles and people actually began to take on those actual they had to call the experiment off early if I remember correctly and I might not because it's been a long time since I've heard this so um but I it's always stuck with me because it was so fascinating and I've, I really need to find the study because I've been thinking a lot about identity. You're going to hear me talk a lot about identity in the upcoming months and how that affects behavior and connection and uh, really everything, everything, how we act, how we make decisions, what we do, what we don't do, what we believe, what we don't believe, what we buy, what we don't buy, who we follow, who we don't, all these things. It's, it's so foundational. I've been really living that out. So I have so many thoughts on that, but I don't want to get derailed. Um, I knew that if I was seen as the leader and they were the attendees, that they wouldn't connect with me on the same way, in the same way as if I was another attendee with them. And so I very intentionally chose not just to lead, but also to participate. So when we did our big brain dump activities, instead of me organizing my notes and getting ready for the next section, I did the big brain dump activity with them. And when we did hot seats, I actually did a hot seat as well. And I asked them if I could, because I wanted, you know, like I, I didn't, I, it felt selfish because, you know, I'm there to serve them. And so if they're serving me, then, you know, it, it can feel like it's self-serving really, truly, in the most uh, literal sense of the word. But what happened was it validates them and their experience because I was asking them for advice and it brought me at that same level. I was there doing the same things as them and seeing them as peers that I wanted to get feedback from. And that was so powerful. When we as leaders enter in as participants, it validates who they are, what they're doing, and that we value what they're doing too. And it, it, it closes the gap between us and them. And it just becomes uh, between me and them. And it just becomes us. And that's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I really believe even though it's subtle, that it builds connection in a way you wouldn't expect. All right, so there you have it, my friends. Those are the five-ish things. <laughs> I know there's a couple of little extra things in there that I did or that my mastermind attendees did to help build connection within that group. And by the end of that two and a half day period, uh, I mean, I believe there are lifelong friendships that are coming out of this. In fact, they're already talking about continuing it on on their own and maybe we're all, most of us will be meeting up together at Tribe Live in about a month, which is going to be really cool. So we'll get to see each other again. And that connection is probably more valuable to them than any piece of knowledge that they got from the mastermind, even though I think it was phenomenal. And I know that there were some massive breakthroughs. Like, I wish you could have heard all the takeaways and all of the intentions that people had at the end and how the group really bonded together. It was beautiful. I mean, tears everywhere. I mean, it was just a beautiful, emotional, like healthy, emotional experience. 
tons of selfies at the end. Oh my gosh, so many photographers. And so lots and lots and lots and lots of photos at the end. And um, it was just truly beautiful. And I was so honored to be there doing that and running that. And um, yeah, so I hope that some of those tips can help you as you're building a personal brand and as you're thinking about doing some of these in-person events. So I cannot wait. I'm going to pivot here for a second. Uh, In my next episode, I want to tell you where I got some of these ideas because I've been thinking about this mastermind for quite a long time. And um, I knew I wanted to run one, like it fits all of my giftings, but I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do for this one. And I had a lot of pressure on myself. And so um, the week before the mastermind, I actually went away on vacation kind of. I, it was kind of a dual purpose. I had to drop my kids off at camp in North Dakota. And then instead of going home and then staying home for three days and then driving all the way back because it's a day and a half drive to get to camp, I stayed in North Dakota and I did a six day tour of North Dakota, totally solo, alone as a retreat. And that is where everything became clear with the mastermind. And I just, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I cannot wait. Next episode, I'm going to tell you all about the surprising benefits that I got from creating that space and what it was like and why you need to do the same thing in your business. It's so fun. So definitely subscribe if you haven't. Leave a review. I know I say that every time, but really, seriously, do it. Most of the people who listen haven't yet. So what are you waiting for? Please, please, please go take a moment, leave a review. And more than anything, if you found this helpful, if you'd share it with somebody you know, whether by sending them a link to the podcast or putting a a screenshot of it on Instagram, uh, whatever it is, it would mean so much if you would send everybody you know who might find this useful to the Personal Brand Journey podcast with me, Jamie M. Swanson, and help me grow this podcast because it's really a labor of love. For the most part, I'm not really doing anything to monetize it. I'm just here. It's my pet project and I love it. And it would just mean a lot if it grows. I do have plans for it down the road, not to like charge you for all this stuff, but big stuff that I still can't reveal that I talked about many podcasts ago that first came to me back in September of last year, almost a year ago. It's coming and I'm going to start working on some of that this fall. But the more I can grow the podcast now and really start helping you now and really refine what's working and what's not, the better it's going to be for all of us. So friend, it would mean a lot if you would do that for me. And until, you know, do that, you got lots of time between now and the next podcast, but I can't wait to see you in the next podcast. Can't wait to share all this craziness about creating space in this trip to North Dakota with you. So with that, I'll see you in the next episode and have a wonderful time until then. Bye friend. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points. 
and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen, all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is getthepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.